At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You listen in the Haney. Listen in the Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. Go to HaneyUniversity.com, check out my website, find out information about golf lessons if you are interested in coming to visit me at my studio in paradise valley arizona you are welcome to i will help you get better i am specializing it seems like in helping uh everyone who has not been able to get fixed somewhere else so that's my my specialty so if you are in need of help and you want to play better golf you have the chance to come and see me this is uh, something I haven't been doing for quite some time. I just I've been teaching about a back of about a year now, and uh, prior to that I hadn't taught for ten years, so I am enjoying it. A lot of people, almost everybody that's come, uh, listens to my podcast, which is great, and uh, I get a lot of great feedback on the podcast. And I appreciate everybody listening. Pretty appreciate you listening today. A lot of talk going on about the. USGA and the RNA and the roll the ball back. The whole roll of the the uh, M. Uh, what do they call it? M uh, modified MLR. The MLR. I was watching on uh, Twitter and they had the uh, little clip of uh, Michael Wan and uh, Thomas Pagel. He's he's got some. Oh, Michael Wan is the executive director. Now he used to be the. Uh, Commissioner of the LPGA. Now he's the uh, executive director of the U.S. He took over for the uh, Mike Davis when the Mike Davis show retired, which was uh, none too soon. Uh, Michael Wan, who, who actually I like Michael Wan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of Michael Wan. He took over and he is, uh, you know, he's in charge. So Mike Davis, who was then the dictator of golf at the USGA, he had this goal to roll the ball back. That was his, that was his like stated goal. Uh, before he left the, the USJ, he was going to, well, he didn't get it done. He didn't get it done. But Michael Wan has taken over, and now they are on this, this roll the ball back thing. They, they've, they've got their, their whole way they're going to do things figured out. Them and the RNA 
Martin Slumbers, the uh, head of the RNA, uh, I call him the sleeper, Martin Slumbers. He's a beauty. Anyway, uh, he's he he's uh, teamed up with uh, the USJ, and they got the got it all figured out on how they're going to roll this ball back. They are reacting to years and years of discussion from golf course architects and well-known pros, retired pros, uh, Jack Nicklaus being one of them, uh, who have said the ball is out of control. We're, we're ruining the game of golf. <clears throat> I don't know what's being ruined. Golf is booming uh, better than it's ever been. PGA Tour, Live Golf, Tour Pros making more than they've ever made. I don't know, 250,000, 300,000 fans at the Phoenix Waste Management Open. Uh, huge, huge television contracts. But somehow, uh, the game of golf is being, being ruined. More people playing golf than ever before. Uh, all kinds of uh, non-traditional uh, golf being played. Top golf, simulator golf. Matter of fact, I go to Top Golf a lot. Watch people over there hitting. And I'll tell you what, there's nobody over there hitting it too far. <laughs> oh my gosh! But they're enjoying it. Hey, you know, and and, and uh, people love trying golf. It's a hard game. Uh, to me, anything you can do to make the game easier would be would be good. You know, I look at sports that uh, have a hard time growing, and it, it, typically they're they're very very difficult to play. Or to participate in another another one that I I, I like to do is is uh, skiing snow skiing another incredibly hard hard physical activity takes a lot of skill takes a lot of stamina expensive like golf you know it's it's uh, it's had a hard time growing over the years golf kind of the same thing then I look at then I look at a sport like pickleball. Which I'm a pickleball player. Love the game of pickleball, and it is everything golf isn't. The learning curve is incredibly shallow. It's very cheap to play. All you need is a paddle, which you could get for you know fifty bucks or hundred bucks, whatever. You need one paddle, you know, a dollar fifty for a ball, and you are playing pickleball. And and probably you know after just a little help from your buddy, you can get out there and play in the game. And much different than golf, but golf is booming, and now. We've decided that we're going we're gonna to roll the ball back. Well, everybody's got an opinion on this. Everybody's got an opinion. And one of the f- first opinions that I saw was from Padraig Harrington. Now, he was, he was a guest on SiriusXM. And I saw this little clip on Twitter, and I, I, I couldn't help but want to react to this. He said so many things. And I like Padraig Harrington. He is a great Great guy. Just got elected to the World Golf Hall of Fame. Deservingly so. Won three majors in his career. Two times a PGA champion. One time an Open uh, champion. And uh, 21 world uh, titles. You know, he won all over the world 21 times. Former Ryder Cup captain. Very deserving of the, the World Golf Hall of Fame. And congratulations to him. Great, great, uh, great guy. Great honor. It's nice to see that he he, uh, he got elected to the World Golf Hall of Fame. Anyway, he is talking about the rollback of the ball. And he's going on and on about this. And the first thing he said, there's just so many winners. There's so many winners with the roll and the ball back. And I'm like, okay. Like, who who are the winners? 
I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the winners. Now this is th- this is something they're going to do, but they're only going to affect the touring pros. So who's the winner? I mean, either the winner is the guy that hits it short or the guy that hits it long. Uh, as far as touring pros are concerned, you know, not not everybody's going to be a winner. So so many, you know, there must be some cutoff as to as to where you know you're you're going to fall. Uh, do you think it's good for you, or do you think it's not good for you, or does it end up being good for you, or does it end up being bad for you? I mean, everybody, everybody, it's just human nature. Everybody decides whether something is good based on how it turns out for them. I doubt there's going to be anybody who ends up playing worse golf on the on the you know professional level because they roll the ball back and then he says you know this was this was great this was great this was great now, you know I'm playing like crap I lost my card I can't make any money anymore but this was great that person will be extremely hard to find I can I can promise you that that person will be hard to find so I'm not sure who the winner is going to be there. I don't know if the winner is going to be the PGA Tour. Matter of fact, there's a big question whether or not the PGA Tour is going to go along with this. You know, I mean, the PGA Tour has got a lot of stuff on their plate. Number one is combating the LIV. And now that they've got their big new, you know, designated events, elevated events, whatever they're calling them this week, that are coming up next year. They got designated this year, elevated next year. And they got to figure out how they're going to pay for all that. You know, they, they know what they're going to pay. They just haven't figured out how they're going to pay for it, so they got they got their plate pretty full. You know, I, I'm sure they probably you know aren't enjoying the fact that they got something else they got to deal with here. Because from what I've read, there's not a lot of touring pros that are like red hot excited about this. I saw Keegan Bradley talking about this, and he doesn't think the BJ Tour is going to go along with this. But if they did go along with it. That is really the only way it's going to happen. Because if the PGA Tour decides they're not going to go along with this roll the ball back thing, they say, you know what, we're just going to have our own rules. We're, we're not, you know, we don't need you guys. Because really, why do they need them? I mean, USGA sets out the rules, but they could just make their own rules. The PGA Tour could say, oh, we're just playing by our own rules. They could just copy the USGA rules. And this is our PGA Tour rule book. And these are no rules. And we're going to govern ourselves. And uh, you know, when we go play at the U.S. Open, if any of your rules are different than ours, our you know our players will play there and they'll go by your rules. But I don't th- think for sure this is going to happen because I don't think for sure the PGA Tour is going to do this. But Padre Harrington was making the point about how everybody's going to benefit by this. There's so many winners. Now, one of the first things he pointed out is is the cost of building and maintaining a golf course. Granted, if you roll the ball back and it doesn't go as far, theoretically, you don't need as much land when you're building a golf course. So when you don't need as much land, it's going to cost less. You don't have to move as much dirt. You don't have to buy as much property. When you do build the course, you don't have to water as much. You don't have to mow as much. You don't have to fertilize as much. It costs less to maintain. I get it. The problem with that theory is, is they are not building golf courses anymore. Like, like Pottery Harrington's from Ireland. I wonder when the last golf course was built in Ireland. I mean, there might be one somewhere. I don't know, but there isn't many. 
United States, there's a couple that have been built in the last few years. Maybe there's a dozen. I don't know. Maybe there's two dozen. But let me tell you something. Every year for the last, I don't know, five, ten years, whatever, they've been closing golf courses. I'm, I'm talking more than 100 a year. There's a contraction of golf golf course construction boomed for a while. And then they built way too many golf courses. So now they've been closing them. And you know what? Now the ones that are open and have stayed, they're, they're healthier because there's not as, you know, there's not as much competition. So the idea that you're going to save all this money on golf courses, well, there isn't anybody that's going to take their golf course that currently exists and make it shorter and save money. You just can't do that. You've already allotted the property. You've already grassed it up to the houses. You can't just all of a sudden stop watering and let the grass grow over right in somebody's backyard when they bought a house on the 14th hole and they think they're sitting on the, you know, the green or the tee box and all of a sudden they've moved the green or the tee box. I mean, that, that, that doesn't work. So, so, so this whole idea that you're going to save money on golf course, that would be true if we were going to build all kinds of golf courses, but we're not building all kinds of golf courses. So maybe they're building a few in Vietnam, whatever. Okay. You know, that golf course in Vietnam will, you know, it'll be easier to maintain it. It won't cost as much to build it. Water. I mean, they got plenty of water over there. So I don't think that's going to, you know, I mean, where's this cost savings coming? It's, it's not, it's not really coming. Okay. The next point Padre Harrington brings up is the speed of play. He said speed of play will be incredibly, incredibly improved. Now, I'm not picking on Padre Harrington because a lot of people have these same thoughts, but he's the one that brought up this list that I'm going by. Speed of play will be incredibly improved, incredibly improved by rolling the ball back. And I'm like, how much is incredible? I mean, like, like, what would incredible be? Would incredible be five minutes, ten minutes? You know, if you're talking about a four-and-a-half-hour round of golf or a five-hour round of golf, I mean, wouldn't incredible be like an hour? I mean, 45 minutes, 30 minutes? <laughs> I mean, it's, incredible's not two minutes out of five hours. I mean, seriously, see, these, these pros all think about it as if everybody in the world is playing on the PGA Tour. You know, so, so his example was, well, you know, you're not going to have to wait because the ball's not going to go as far. The par fives are going to be three-shot holes, and there isn't going to be drivable par fours because the ball's not going as far. So you don't have to wait on the tee box on a par four that maybe you could drive the green, and you don't have to wait on your second shot on the par five because, you know, you, you think you got a chance to get on the green in two. You don't have to wait anymore. How many people that play golf? 29 million golfers in the United States. How many of those people you think? What percentage of those people can hit a par five in two? I mean, what percentage of those people can hit a par five in three? What percentage of those people can drive a par four? And that's how you're going to speed. That's how you're going to speed up the game. You're going to. You're not only going to speed up the game. You're going to. You're going to incredibly, incredibly improve the speed of play by rolling the ball back. 
because you're not going to have to wait on par fours and par five. I guess we're talking about PGA Tour. You know what the PGA Tour needs to do? If, they, if, they're, if they're concerned about speeding up play, rolling the ball back isn't going to get it. How about you tell? How about you just penalize the players or fine the players or start you know, enforcing the rules that you have and get the guys to play faster? Because, by, by the way, like at the TPC, at the Players' Championship, I mean, did they ever finish yet? I mean, the, the first day they didn't finish, the second day they didn't finish. I know they had rain one day, but I mean, geez. I mean, they, the players play so slow, it's incredible. I mean, and, and the answer is, is rolling the ball back so you don't have to wait on par fours or par fives. Don't move the tees up on, on number uh, 12, the par four at, at Sawgrass. Don't move the tees up so that it's drivable, and then you won't have to worry about people waiting for the green to clear. I mean, they moved the tee up because they like the drivable par four, and now we're going to roll the ball back so that we don't have a drivable par. I mean, really? I mean, come on. And, and then he just he just keeps saying in this, I'm listening to this you know, interview, and he just keeps saying so many reasons why rolling the ball back is, is good. There's so many reasons. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's kind of like I was listening to this Peter Melnati guy. He's, he's on the PJ Tour policy board, and he was talking about how great this new, you know, designated tournaments are going to be. You know, for the, for the, and there's so many reasons why it's going to be great. There's so many, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be great. And there's so many, and I'm listening to this thing for like 15 minutes. Or maybe it was longer than that, like 30 minutes. I'm listening to this podcast. And, uh, I'm late. I'm okay. Well, I can't wait to hear the reasons. And he just keeps saying, "There's so many reasons. There's so." But we'll start listing them. Let's hear them. And they just keep saying, "They like if they just say it enough, they just start believing it." Oh my gosh! At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet rocking boat. 
So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. All right, the next thing that, that, that I hear from Potter, you're hearing about the robot, all the golf courses come back into play for tournaments. Where, where are we lacking in, in golf courses to play? How is golf being hurt because we can't find any courses to play? I've, I've talked about this on another podcast. In order to play a tournament at a golf course, you have to have a facility that can handle the tents, the the corporate tents, the merchandise tent, the concession stands. They need to have parking. They need to have a clubhouse. They need to have a locker room. They need to have uh, you know a driving range. They have to have all this space and infrastructure, and for, for years, golf courses were built on, a, on 150 acres. The problem isn't that the par fives or the par fours or the par threes aren't long enough. There's not one golf course that I know of that has all the infrastructure, but they don't have enough room to make a par four longer. But they got plenty of parking. They got plenty of room for corporate tents. They got plenty of room for everything else they need, except they just can't make a couple par fours long enough. I mean, that, 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 that golf course doesn't exist. And, and why, why or where are we not having these tournaments? Because we can't find a golf course to play. What difference does it make where you play? Like, do you really have to go play all the, like for these major championships? The best major championship by far is the Masters. It's not even close. There's no tournament close to the Masters. They play the same course every single year. I mean, if the U.S. Open played four courses, five courses, you know, pick out 10 courses. You don't need 100 courses to play. You just need a rotation of courses, just like they have at, uh, you know, at St. Andrews. That's all you need. I mean, Pebble Beach, play Pebble Beach every, every five years. Every 10 years, play Pebble Beach, just like they do St. Andrew. Play, play, do, do that, and then you just got to fill in around it. There, there's plenty of courses. I mean, there's plenty of – they're not lacking. for So, so that argument, it just to me, doesn't, doesn't make any – it doesn't make any logical sense. I don't, I don't get it, but then it gives us so many reasons. Environmentally, it reduces the footprint. <laughs> 
once again, it's too late for that. The ship has sailed. If you wanted to, if you if you wanted to to really reduce the footprint, I said this before too. Golf wouldn't be wouldn't be eighteen holes; it'd be twelve holes. But that's not going to happen. All the golf courses have been built all over the world. They're eighteen holes. They're, they're they are with there. I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna just all of a sudden you're gonna shorten courses. So we're only talking about the new courses. What percentage of golf courses do you think have not been built yet? Pick a number, whatever number there of golf courses there is in the world. What percentage have not been built yet? And I'm talking about for the next 20, 30, 40 years. <laughs> There's not the number of golf courses in the world is not going to double in the next 40 years. It just isn't. There's no there's no place to build these golf courses. There no, there're not going to be any new golf courses built in the United States. There's not going to be some golf boom in the United States and all of a sudden there's, you know, a, a thousand more golf courses. That's not that's not going to happen. So so the 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 amount that the footprint, this whole footprint thing is going to be affected is 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 so slight. It's so slight. It's just it's it's not even consequential. Now, if you'd have done this forty years ago, a hundred percent, this would have made a difference. But they didn't, and this 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 ship has sailed. It's gone. That whole save the footprint thing by making golf courses shorter because the ball is shorter. That ship is long sailed. And by the way, all they're talking about doing is 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 stopping the 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 advancement. They're not talking about like, you know, it's just, they said we've gained a yard every year for the last 40 years. And there, and I was listening to this Michael Wan talk and he said, you know, okay, we're, we're just trying to, you know, make sure that 40 years from now we're not, you know, in the same situation. So, so it's, it, it's not like the footprint's going to get reduced. It's just, it isn't, it's not going to get reduced. It's not really going to get increased. Okay, it, it, the the increase is so slight. It it just is because you know some golf courses are gonna are gonna move their tees back, but they're, where are they gonna move their tee back? They're gonna move their tees back to a to an area that's already getting watered and and mown anyways. You know, there's no extra space at on a country club somewhere that's just like sitting there. You know, it's dirt. And now we're now we've got to water it. It's it was grass, and they had a little space, so they moved the tea back. And I don't I don't get it. I, I don't uh, get. It. Here's the next thing, Potter Henry brought. He says the golf ball is so long. He says it's so long. It goes so far. It's uh, it's dangerous. It's so dangerous. He says, oh, it's so dangerous. And I'm like that. That's why we're going to roll the ball back because it's dangerous. I mean, like, how much do you have to roll the ball back before it's not dangerous? You go out to a pro-am and you watch the amateurs hit, they don't have to hit it very far for it to be dangerous. I guess he's talking about the fact that when the ball goes, you know, 320 yards, it's got a bigger chance to go offline and it might hit somebody. I mean, it's just, in theory, yeah, if you make the ball go shorter, you'll make it, you'll have less people. I guess less people would get hit. I guess that's, but, but I mean, in the whole scheme of things, I mean, is it, is it is that really gonna like save uh, injuries and lives? And I mean, how much would you have to roll the ball back to really make a, an impact on that? It's just, <laughs> it's it's it, it just 
it, th- that logic escapes me. I must be I must be missing something on that one. But then he goes on to say, this was great. Then he goes on to say, uh, <laughs> but they don't, you know, <laughs> he, he, Padre Harrington says, I, I will say, clearly don't have to roll the ball back when it's cold. He said, because if you play in Ireland in the winter, he said, the ball's definitely not going too far. He said, it's, it's, the real issue is only, now I don't know how he just came up with this in his little talk. Okay, now, now uh, but he's, he's, he, what he's saying is correct. You lose two and a half yards for every 10 degrees in temperature change. So if you're golfing and it's 40 degrees versus 100 degrees, I mean, you know, in, in theory, you just, you just roll the ball back 15 yards that day which is what the USJ is talking about, rolling the ball back 15 yards. That's what they say it's going to – now, some people say it's going to be more, but they say 15 yards is what we, we've averaged, you know, 15.1 yards or whatever. We've averaged that, and that's what we think it's going to be to roll the ball back. Uh, so that's like just playing golf when it's cold. <laughs> okay, but I don't know how Patrick Herring got on this, but, but how are you going to do, how are you gonna do that? You got, you're gonna, they're going to design a golf ball okay, that – doesn't go as far when it's warm, but it still goes as far when it's cold. I mean, he just got off on a little tangent there, uh, but but that just goes to to show you that you know what is is this is this really an issue? Is this is this the biggest issue? And when you look at what everybody's saying, you, you just you just don't it's just you just don't see it. You don't but but. You know, maybe maybe it is. Maybe I'm missing something. You know, I mean, people that are adamant about this. I mean, I got friends of mine that are adamant about it. We got to roll the ball back. I'm like, why? I mean, I teach golf all the time. I'm like, I, I don't. I mean, I, I haven't seen anybody hit it too far. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't see like, oh man, I don't like to play golf because I hit it too far. I mean, I don't see that. I just don't. I just don't know how they 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 come up with this. Is going to be something that's going to really be great for golf when golf is absolutely booming. It's booming. This is just a, something for of for the better players, the touring pros. They control too much of the game. I see the same. I see the same thing. You know, when I'm uh, I mean, I mean pickleball. They've got different balls in pickleball. They got one ball that's really fast. It's kind of like golf and pickleball. They, they've got all these balls out there, and and you know nobody knows which one to play with. Some are softer, some are harder. The harder ones are faster. The pros like the faster ones. They like to play with the fast, fast ball, and that and they're kind of the ones that are picking you know the ball to play with it. That's the this is the ball that everybody plays with. It's the fastest ball. It requires the most amount of skill, and I'm like. You know, this kind of this kind of like golf here. I mean, why 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 are the pros? They're such a small percentage of the players. You should pick a ball that that is slower and makes it easier for people to learn the game and makes it easier for people to play the game because the masses are what you should be concerned about, not the top end players. I just feel like they've got it backwards. I mean. Amateurs I teach don't hit it too far. Now, good thing is they say they're not going to roll it back for the amateurs. But what amateurs do enjoy, and there's no doubt about this, they, to some extent they do enjoy this. They enjoy the fact 
that they play the same equipment that the pros do. And that gives them something that they can relate to. And when they go to a tournament, they want to see somebody hit the ball. They say, wow, look how far that guy hits the ball. They don't want to go to a tournament and think, look how far that guy hits the ball with that ball that doesn't go as far. I wonder how far he'd hit it with my ball. They don't want to think that. They want to see how far you're going to hit it with their ball. They don't want to guess how far you're going to hit it with your ball. So I, I, I don't see how the PGA Tour thinks this is going to be a good idea. That remains to be seen. And I don't get the logic. Now, I mean, I, I'm not on a mission to, you know, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Roll it back. Don't roll it back. I, I, could, I, I, really, I, I really couldn't care less. I just think it's an interesting argument, and I just don't, I don't get, I just have a hard time understanding the logic. Like, like people say, well, you know, ball goes too far. You know, Hogan used to hit this. Well, I mean, what difference does it make? Who cares? Who cares what Hogan hit into the 18th hole at Marion? What difference is it? Who cares? You know what? They shot the same scores back then as they do now because the golf courses now are so much harder. So what are they going to do? Roll the ball back, and now we're going to shoot higher scores? Is that going to be good? Or are we going to roll the ball back and make the greens slower and you know make the fairways wider and don't grow the rough as deep and don't put the pins as close to the edge? I mean, what, and, and to, to equal it out, and, and, and that's all good because we're saving the footprint? Yeah, I, I, I just – the logic on this just totally escapes me, but this is a – fascinating discussion and it just keeps going on and on and on all right that's all i got today uh hope everybody enjoyed the podcast if you've got arthritis pain remember get my voodoo pain relief cream just go to voodoopainrelief.com it is the absolute best product if you've got uh, joint pain it will it will help you for sure guaranteed 100% guaranteed so voodoopainrelief.com hope everybody has a great day uh Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app so you get the podcast every day. And uh, we will talk to you soon on the Hank Andy Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.